Hi, and welcome back to another Practicing Alchemy podcast. This is your host, Alexis. Recently, I've discovered that people think Alexis is a sexy name, so we're going to go with it because it's all about um, finding your inner sensuality. (laughs) Super weird way to start this, but anyway. Been on TikTok, of course, because that is my life. And I got on BookTok, which is the side of TikTok where they get book recommendations and stuff. Um, I heard about this author called Emily Henry. Her name's Emily Henry, and she writes books, obviously. She had a book called Book Lovers, and that was all over TikTok. So I found that book, downloaded it, read it in like three days, (laughs) and then had to search for other books that she wrote, which thankfully she has written a few other ones. And so then I started reading this other one called People We Meet on Vacation. The main character in this book is a travel blogger. Travel, yeah, she works for a magazine. Um, I think it's called like Rest and Relaxation. And she, they send her to all these different cities where she stays at these fancy hotels and has these delicious meals and really cool excursions and stuff. And then she writes about it. Basically, my dream job. <laughs> In the story, I don't want to like spoil too much of it, but in the end, she kind of talks about why she loves doing the travel blogging, and it's because she gets to meet all of these new people and hear their stories about who they are and their lives and just all that amazing, amazing juicy stuff you learn when you meet someone for the first time and they share with you about themselves, which I think is beautiful, and which I thought is basically what I feel about this podcast although I'm not talking to you guys directly like we're not having a back and forth conversation I do feel that the reason I enjoy this podcast so much is that I can share my stories with you and hopefully some of you feel validated or heard or empathized with and can connect to some of the stuff that I'm saying whether it be that we have the same exact experiences or you can just see how something like this could relate to your life. That's what I think is really special about this life in general is the human connection and that's what I'm trying to always talk about on here because I think human connection is so beautiful and pure and sometimes it goes awry but there's always something to be learned from an experience you have with someone and when you're able to open yourself up and let yourself really connect with someone, the magic can happen. So I think that's just really cool. And it made me, reading this book, (laughs) made me want to get back into podcasting. Also, uh, a friend that I've met here in Australia just very recently moved back to Australia to play soccer with Stacey and live in Melbourne and met a really cool guy. And we've been speaking on and off about this kind of stuff back and forth. And it's just so interesting when you meet someone and feel like instantly you can just be yourself and discuss all of the yucky stuff of the past but how beautifully and brilliantly that has segued into the future into the present of where you are now and where you want to continue to go so I just want to emphasize that even though it's scary and can sometimes be weird to open up to people um, you should try it because I think everyone appreciates it And those people who don't take themselves too seriously will enjoy being able to just be themselves around you. I uh, was with Stacey and some of her friends at a soccer game the other day. And we were just talking about jobs and work and wanting, all of us wanting to switch to a four-day work week, wishing we all had jobs where we could just work four days. And just talking about how the industry is not set up for 
human success, you know, like actual human needs. And, you know, it's society has defined success in a different way than I think our natural human instinct would define success. I'm pretty sure at one point in life, uh, success was defined by whether you were able to wake up the next day (laughs) and whether you didn't get like the black plague or um, had Siberian tooth tigers. Is that what they're called? Uh, knocking at your cave door. <laughs> um, the things have strayed a little since then with all of our modern inventions and technologies and, oh yeah, jobs, which are beautiful and provide us with money and experiences, but also sometimes kind of suck and are draining. But yeah, we were speaking about all of us wishing we had a four-day work week and working remote and how lovely it is. I have a remote job and I'm obsessed with it because I get to do the things that uh, make Allie happy and then I get to do things that make my job happy. So, <laughs> But during the conversation, we all just talked about making our own time, like doing stuff in our own time. I said, yeah, well, it doesn't really matter, you guys, because time is just a social construct anyway. So, <laughs> And it was... I could hear a pin drop. Just the immediate silence was deafening. And then we all just started dying laughing. And they were like, I have no idea what that means. I'm like, yeah, you know, I know what it means. But it's not worth trying to explain it right now because you guys are going to think I'm crazy. But it's it's just funny sometimes to be able to just be yourself. And I didn't feel weird that I said that. I felt completely normal because I said that to Stacy all the time. And uh, my new favorite phrase is, we're on a floating rock. You know, like just simply put the easiest way possible. None of this matters. Like your job, your, you know, money, the apartment you live in, the popularity, whatever. So many of these things don't matter. We literally live on a floating rock in the middle of space with like 400 billion suns and galaxies and universe and stuff. And I just, it's too much to think about sometimes, but in a way it makes me feel good because I'm like, as if it matters that my hair looked greasy today, like I live on a floating rock, you know? So just not taking things so seriously and realizing that just being alive in itself on this floating rock is a miracle. So trying to embody that in the way that I live my life, which of course is easier said than done, but I am trying and that is what's important to me at least. And that is really what I wanted to talk about today was trying and effort. So I moved to Australia with Stacy earlier this year, uh, about April or May, I think. And that move, although we've moved plenty of places together and played soccer plenty of places together, uh, that move, this move, um, has been one of the hardest ones yet, which I found very frustrating because I've moved, like I said, so many times into so many different countries and I've done it without her, I've done it with her and this one was really hard and that made me feel kind of small because I've already done it before so why was it so hard this time? You'd think doing it time and time again I would get better at it and things would get easier but this move kind of just taught me that, you know, it's okay if you've done something before and it's still hard. Like you've done a hard thing before and you get to it the second time, the third time, the fourth time around and it does not feel any easier and you're struggling just as much or maybe even worse than you had before because practicing something or, you know, doing something more than once 
doesn't necessarily mean it's going to make it easier when you do it again. All it really means is that you've experienced it before, so you know the feelings that might come with it, and you know what you've done in the past, whether that worked or didn't work, and you know that you're strong enough to make it through because you survived and now you're here with that experience under your belt. Some people live and learn. Some people, like me, have to make mistakes a few times before we get it through our head, but I'm stubborn and like to do it my way first. And when that doesn't work, then maybe try someone else's way, but maybe try my way again. (laughs) Whatever the case, however you get there, you get there. And if you're here, then congrats, you've made it and you've survived all those things in the past and you can survive this one too. It might be a struggle, but you'll get through it. And that's how I felt coming here. I thought it was going to be great and exciting because I was here in 2018 and made one of the best friends in my life while I was here. And we had a great time and loved life in Australia, loved hanging out together and doing everything together. And when I moved back with Stacy, I thought, wow, this couldn't be any more perfect. Moving back to her home city and her home country, she gets to be all around her friends and I get to be around her friends as well, whom I adore. And I was really excited. But we got here and she immediately had a job already lined up, uh, started working you know, eight hour days. And I was here alone by myself in our apartment doing my remote job, which is good that I had a job. So I had something to focus on, but just feeling really lost and alone, which is not necessarily out of the ordinary for me, (laughs) but it's out of the ordinary for me to feel that way when I'm actually physically alone, because I've done that so much before. So it was kind of frustrating. I felt like I was taking steps back, like I couldn't figure out why I felt so lonely and sad besides the obvious that she was gone during the day for most of the time and I was at home alone, but I've done that before and we've done long distance before. So it was kind of hard to have all those feelings come up in like a different way than I've experienced them and it did make me feel kind of inadequate and frustrated with myself for not being able to handle it better. Uh, So the first couple weeks here were really hard and I moped around a lot and complained a lot. And granted, I definitely needed to be kinder to myself. I knew that it was a big change going into this and leaving my family back home and my friends and moving to a new place. Just because I had Stacy didn't mean it was just going to be perfect and fairy tale and awesome. So I had to give myself that time to really adjust to it. And the first couple of weeks, I needed a lot more from her. I asked that she didn't stay late at work and that, you know, she tried to get home as quick as she could so that we could spend more time together. And I asked if we could, you know, do a few less things with her friends and just a few more things, her and I, because I really needed that extra support and extra care. And she was great about it. But it also gave me an insight a bit to what her life was like when she moved to America to go to college. And I was three hours away, so a bit different than the situation. But just how hard that was for her, leaving all her friends and family and being in a new experience. Even though she had me and she had soccer and school to distract her, it still was a lot. So we had some really good talks the first couple of weeks here just about our lives and what we have sacrificed to be with each other and to do the thing that we love, which is play soccer professionally. And I really, as hard as it was, I'm so happy that it happened. 
especially when we first got here because I feel like we really connected and got closer and understood each other a bit more which seems crazy because we've been together now almost four years but you truly are constantly learning things about your partner or your friends or whoever and yourself. I learned so much about myself in these first couple weeks, which is just a constant. I'm constantly learning things about myself and it feels like I don't even know who I am sometimes, (laughs) but I guess it's just breaking down all of the constraints that society has put on me and all the conditions that I've obtained as I've grown and now trying to like revert back to just being me. So I think one of the most beautiful lessons that I learned once moving here was to find the the magic and the beauty and just the everyday things. After the first couple weeks of being sad and bored and lonely, I started to take a lot of time just sitting outside uh, on our balcony and just looking out, you know, at the piazza we have and all the people walking around. I got a gym membership and just took myself to the gym and went for walks and things. And just getting outside of the apartment helped me to get outside of my brain and outside of myself. And I started to really appreciate where I am. And I started to just find the joy in everything. Like, I sound like a cuckoo, not hippie person, but that's how I feel. Like, everything was exciting to me again. Every little thing was cute and fun and lame like I'm lame in that way of like looking at the birds in the trees and being like oh my gosh so pretty (laughs) like it's extreme now but I I honestly love it like we bought a kiddie pool for our balcony so we could do cold tubs out there and I came back from the gym yesterday and there was a bee that fell into the pool and I was so tragically sad that we inadvertently had killed this bee So I went over to it and like kind of like blew on the water to see if it moved and it did move. And I was like, oh my God, I can save this bee. So I grabbed the bee out with like a little coaster we had on the coffee table and I set it on our balcony railing. And I literally, you guys, I literally started like blowing air onto the bee to try and get the water residue off and to like dry its wings. Because as I've just discovered, like obviously they can't fly away if their wings are still wet. Um, so I sat there for like five minutes, like blowing on this bee very softly and finally started to see some life in him. And then I came inside and did some dishes and I went back out, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, it was gone. And it was like the most special moment of my day. And it sounds so silly, but it's like, what does it matter if that was the most special moment of my day? Again, we live on a floating rock. And if little things like saving bees out of kiddie pools and blowing on their wings so they can fly away makes me happy, then I'm going to find every kiddie pool in freaking Melbourne, Australia and save all the bees. Because what else should I be doing besides finding joy? What else should I be doing besides making myself happy? Like that is all there is is finding the happiness and joy in everything. My other new, (laughs) it's just funny because Stacey thinks I'm a goof, but my other new crusade is saving water. Not in our house because I am not good at that, but like if if we're out somewhere, um, for instance, we went to watch a footy game and I went into the bathroom and there was a toilet that was just continuously flushing, like it had not stopped flushing. And 
it was bugging me so much. I just kept thinking how much water is getting pushed through this, like how much energy it's using, like how much it's being wasted. So after I finished going to the bathroom, I went into the stall where the toilet was flushing and like messed around with the button and jiggled it and pushed it in and out until it slowly stopped. And I was like, that's it. Like my day is completely made. I am amazing. I am better than everyone else. Like I am doing my part. <laughs> but, like that is my new thing. And then we went to the mall like a week ago and same thing. I was in the bathroom except it was a sink this time. There was a sink just running and there's a huge line of people using the bathroom, using the sinks, going out and no one bothered to do it. And I just kept thinking like there's no one bothered by this. Like there's a sink just here running with a bunch of water and we're all just like passing by it. One lady even used the bathroom, came out of the bathroom and used that sink because the water was already running for her. And then after she finished, she just left to the water running. And I was like, oh my God, how can you do that? So after I washed my hands, I, same thing, like jiggled the little handle, like tried to pull it up and it stopped. And I was like, oh, pat on my back, pat on the other side of my back. Like I'm so proud of myself, just saved water, I'm saving the environment. I'm doing my part. And I just like feel... I feel good. Like the little things like that make me feel good. And um, of course, I had to tell Stacy about it afterwards. I was like, did you see that sink running? And she was like, did you turn it off? And I was like, yeah, I did. I did turn it off. And she was like, great job, babe. Well done. I'm like, yeah. So that was cool. I did that today. I don't know. Like it could be really obnoxious and Maybe I'm not doing it for the right reasons, but what are the right reasons to do good things? You know what I mean? If you're doing good things, you're doing good things, and that's all that matters. It's the ripple effect, doing one small action and having that ripple out. I actually heard a podcast the other day. I think it was by Jay Shetty. I love him. He did one with Megan Trainer, who, again, I love as well, like obsessed with them both. And it was just talking about how one act of kindness ripples out kind of thing or like one big teaching moment, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be the one that changes someone. So I could have this podcast and it could like literally do nothing, like makes no waves, like 40 people listen to it in all of my existence in my entire life. But if one of those 40 people can reiterate what I said or explain something I said in another way illustrate or demonstrate that to someone else they know that might ripple out like maybe they get 200,000 views on their podcast as opposed to my like 40 or something and then my original words have rippled out through them and through their followers until now this idea has spread like wildfire like it has moved out to all of these people and the web continues and now we're all connected by this idea so sometimes you don't see the fruits of your labor I'll say but you never know the impact that you may have whether it be as small as turning off the sink in a public bathroom or something as big as comforting someone you love it doesn't matter what it is as long as we're doing our best and that can start with yourself as well and that's what I'm learning is that I can love myself. I can turn off the faucet of my own mind. I can give myself a hug and that can be the biggest difference that it makes because someone might see me choosing self-love. Someone else might notice me taking care of myself. Someone 
you know, down in the piazza might have seen me blowing on a bee's wings for 10 minutes. That's sometimes all it takes is you choosing to be kind to yourself and love yourself and show yourself compassion and fun and being silly and making yourself happy and doing only things that make you happy. And those actions alone might inspire someone else to do that as well. And then we're just going to be a world full of happy, compassionate, and full human beings who are just sharing and loving and connecting and just living life, like really just living life without all of the intricacies of society and politics and this and that, just being. And that's all I want to do is just be and hope that's enough. But it's enough for me and that's what I'm learning. All these little things, sometimes I get in my head like, did I just choose someone else's personality that seemed cool and now I'm doing it. But the more I do the little things and like make myself laugh or make myself smile... I'm like, I'm cool, like, <laughs> I'm funny, like, I I did this today, like, I saved a bee, <laughs> like, and that is currently my personality, and I'm starting to fall in love with it, which is very wholesome, and I feel very strange, like, an out-of-body experience, like, talking about myself in this way, but um, I'm hoping that if I do this, and someone out there hears me talk about myself in this light of compassion and love that they might try to do the same because if you think that you don't do enough stuff uh, to be loved or to make you love yourself or think you're cool just know that the standards are very low like I am obsessed with myself currently for turning off faucets and toilets and saving bees and that will always be enough for me and hopefully it is for you too (laughs) So just a little, just a few thoughts today. I hope you enjoyed them. It's been a minute and I don't really have much else to say right now. I just wanted to get on and talk a little, maybe just for myself, maybe because doing this podcast makes me feel cool. So if that's all it is, then that's all it is. And I'm having fun and I'm happy and I hope you are too. God bless.